It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Let's go, let's go, let's go. On Giants.com. I like it, I like it, I like it. And the Giants mobile app. Boom. Give me some juice. Part of the Giants podcast network. Let's roll. Welcome to the Giants huddle podcast brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York football Giants. It's time for a Giants huddle rapid reaction. Week 15, the Giants went down to New Orleans and fell to the Saints. 24 to 6 is the final. My name is Madeline Burke alongside the Super Bowl champion, Amani Tumor. And Amani, when you look at how this one went down, first of all, it was a 7-6 game at halftime. A lot of adversity in the first half uh, for this Giants team, but they still had a one-point game at the half. They just weren't able to get anything going on offense, on defense. They had no pressure on the quarterback. You know, as much fun as the Tommy DeVito uh, run has been in this three-game win streak for the Giants, a lot of the success for this Giants team has come off of the defensive side of the ball and the takeaways and the turnover battle. The Giants didn't have a single takeaway today. They didn't have a single takeaway, uh, and they're playing just straight-up football. And this team, as we've known, needs a little bit of a boost on offense to get them going, to get them in the game. And when you look at both sides of the ball, you look at the front, you know, the center and the two guards really struggled on offense to try and move move uh, some of the Saints defenders out of the way. Um, you know, Pew had a very rough game. Uh, they had a hard time passing off the stunts uh, from the, the defensive line of, of the Saints. And they just weren't as physical. Like, there, you watch the difference between how physical the Saints were. They set a tone. They hit Tommy DeVito hard. They were hitting, you know, a, a lot of these, a lot of the, the ball carriers were getting, you know, they, they weren't like just tackling to try to make a tackle. I remember the one, the Bellinger, that t- when he when he caught the pass on third down and uh, number one, Epps really, I mean, excuse me, Taylor really laid laid him out. He got a penalty for 15 yards, but that sent the tone. That St. Teams was coming downhill. They were very physical. And I don't think the Giants in this game match the physicality of the Saints because when you get that team in the dome, they're just a little different. And they're just, uh, you know, they're not the same team that you saw last week losing to the Carolina Panthers. Right, exactly. The same team that you saw last week that gave up a season high of rushing yards to Miles Sanders of the Carolina Panthers. Um, But you mentioned, you know, the stunts and the shifts that this Saints defensive front came with really threw this offensive line off. And that's been a storyline all season. It's week 15, and that is still a pain point for this Giants offense. And not only that, but, you know, next week you got a Philly team that that does that even a little bit better. And that's going to be continued to be a point that this team needs to needs to prioritize and needs to focus on. Yeah, they need to look at this tape and just say what do we want? What what do we want to be known for? Are we a physical group or are we a finesse group? White right here, this game, it looked like a physical group that was that was surprised at the physicality that the Saints came with and that can't happen. You have to always default to aggressive and this team defaults to comfort. And it looked like they were trying to just get by and not really leaning into the physicality that the Saints were were, were coming with today. And um, you could talk all about the, the X's and O's and what Tommy did, what he didn't do, what Carr did. But if you just look at how physical up front, both, way, both sides that uh, the Saints were on offense and defense, you'll see a difference. And if they're honest with themselves after this film, they'll watch and say, oh, wow. We got to step it up and we got to become the bullies instead of just a team that's taught, you know, complaining for fouls and complaining for, you know, Tommy DeVito complaining to get try and get um, the flag, yeah. the flag on the on the personal foul when he's trying to slide. So uh, that's yeah. that's kind of how I, I looked at this game as a whole. 
but also the execution for the Giants was not where it needed to be. I thought Tommy was holding on to the ball a lot more than he usually had in the pocket at the top when he was, um, you know, and his decision-making was labored. It wasn't as fluid and smooth as it had been in this three-game winning streak. You love turf. You're good at it. So you start a turf biz. Business grows. Your savings grow. Become the most celebrated name in turf. Are you ready for all that life brings? Right. And, you know, you mentioned that and he still did not give the ball over, give the ball up once he had no turnovers, no interceptions, Um, still has not thrown an interception in his NFL career. But he did take a lot of hits again today. Mm -hmm. Seven sacks. The Giants quarterbacks as a collective have taken 76 sacks on the season. That's more than any other team has given up on the year and that's just a tough stat to deal with when you're getting hit that much but you mentioned the hit that he took at the end of the first half going into this game you know the Giants on the opening drive uh, you thought it was a three and out but there was a penalty on the punt the Giants had another chance on offense get back on the field they drive it all the way down they 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 started off with a 56 yard field goal by Randy Bullock and they go up three nothing that was the last time they had a lead the Saints went back Kirkwood gets a, a seven yard touchdown Bullock is taken out of the game with a hamstring injury. So the Giants are without their kicker. Uh, They move the ball down the field, though, and Jamie Gillen, the Scottish hammer, the punter, comes Mm. in and kicks a 40-yard field goal as the first half expires, and that makes the game 7-6. But just before that, Tommy DeVito is running with the ball, slides, and as he begins to slide, Isaac Yadam, former Giant, uh, comes in for the tackle. And, you know... Say what you will. Some people say, oh, he hadn't started his slide yet. Some people say he was very clearly sliding and should have been flagged for that. There was no flag called. Um, Tommy DeVito ended up being taken out of the game because of the way that his head and neck whipped and being evaluated for a concussion. So Tyrod Taylor comes in at the end of this first half as well, finishes off the first half. But you go into the half time, you go into the half, seven, six, and then that third quarter come out. The offense is on the field, two, three and outs. They run six plays, have two yards of total offense in the third quarter. And that's where this game just gets out of control, Imani. Absolutely. That that momentum swing right there was was significant. And when you're when you're I would just challenge to say if his name wasn't Tommy DeVito, if his name was Dak Prescott, or if he was uh, Josh Allen, or if he was any of these quarterbacks that that you've heard of, uh that would have definitely been 15 well, yards. It did happen to Dak Prescott today where he was hit in a slide and there was a flag thrown. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they're trying to protect the quarterbacks and I, I don't like it. It almost reminds me of the eight, the the Jordan rules in the NBA back in the day where anything close was a foul on Michael Jordan and anything. And you had to earn your stripes and in, in terms of getting calls from referees. And that's one thing I hated about the NBA. I hated that it wasn't a fair uh, playing field for everybody, and I hope the NFL doesn't adopt these the rules of the the, the 90s and the NBA. That's why I stopped watching it for a long period of time, and you know because rules should be rules and they should be f- fair and and applied e- equally for every player on that field and protect every quarterback deserves to be protected in the same manner. And uh, I, I just really hope that that doesn't become a part of the fabric of the NFL. 
Yeah, so that third quarter, though, really is where that game got away. A 7-6 game turned into a 17-6 game. And early in the fourth quarter, a 24-6 game when Jimmy Graham catches a one-yard touchdown pass from Derek Carr, his third touchdown uh, reception in the last three games as well. Quite the resurgence for the Saints tight end. But, you know, when you look at the way that this Giants defense struggled today, the defense that has been such a strength of this team's success in recent weeks, Dexter Lawrence, another player who has been such a powerhouse of a nose tackle, he felt a little bit off of this game a bit too yeah he didn't have the, you know usually the our defensive line and the pressure it has to come i mean we have you know ogillary on the outside we have thibodeau on the outside and they were doing their jobs getting up field but without that push in the middle to kind of constrain that pocket you know they have a tough time uh, getting consistent pressure and once Derek carr realized that hey I got a little room here. Well, I, I can throw the ball and then watch it. You know, I'm not throwing the ball and, you know, then hearing about how the result of the play happened. I don't know how many times he got hit. I know there was only one sack or maybe two sacks. There was one sack by Jason Pinnock, yeah. another one that could have been a sack but by Bobby O'Carrick, yeah. but uh, Carr threw the ball away and was flagged for intentional grounding. Yeah, one one sack and one quarterback hit. So there's two two pressures that changed, you know, changed his rhythm. And you get a quarterback like Jason, like like um, Derek Carr, uh, uh, the ability to stay in rhythm, he's going to carve you up like he did. You know, when he struggles, and when most quarterbacks struggles, when they get hit, and I just feel like that is a problem that is going to have to be remedied either now or in the near future for this defense to become consistent. And when they did try to load up, when Don Wink Martindale tried to bring the pressure. They, the, the Saints saw it coming a mile away, hit him with a nice slant, and that discourages the defense uh, wink from calling, dialing up these, these intricate pressures. And they started playing straight-up football, and that is not what this defense is. They're built on man-to-man and pressure, and if they are discouraged from that pressure, they're going to get exposed like they did today with a lot of wide-open receivers. You're ready for a change. Payday comes early with Citizens, so go to that retreat. Knew you moves to the country. Now you're raising goats and launching a lifestyle brand. Are you ready for all that life brings? Well, and you mentioned, too, how this Giants defense is built on man-to-man and on pressure, but we saw them running a lot of zone defense, especially in the red zone, and that it seemed to confuse a lot of these DBs in a way that enabled the Saints to get into the end zone and score some of these touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. There was a lot of freedom uh, and a lot of wide-open receivers catching the ball, turning it upfield, getting the opportunity to make moves, and that's just a a function of not being able to, you know, not the – the Saint, the, the Giants, not being able to p- apply the pressure that uh, that they usually are able to, and had been in this in this uh, time when they were in this in this three game win streak. Right, you know, and so with this loss today too, it doesn't completely uh, eradicate any postseason hopes, but it definitely does. Uh, damper them quite a bit for this Giants team. Now, mathematically, not still out of it, but it's going to be a much harder battle to get into it, especially because next week you're going to Philadelphia to play the Eagles, the first of two remaining matchups against the Eagles in the next three weeks of the season. Um, 
you got the Eagles in Philly on Christmas Day at 4.30 p.m. Of course, Eagles playing Monday Night Football at Seattle this week. You got Jalen Hurts dealing with an injury or an illness, so he's TBD for this week, but remains to be seen how that will affect next week. And then you've got the Eagles kind of making a shift, too, in their defensive coordinator. Sean Desai, has his role has been uh, adjusted, we'll say, and Matt Patricia has been named defensive coordinator, will be on the field with this Eagles team. All that being said, though, Eagles are still a strong uh, what ten and three team yeah. that is coming off of a you know a Super Bowl appearance last year. Um, what did the Giants need to do? This was a, you know one of the points of emphasis coming off of last season is closing that talent gap mm-hmm. between this team and the Eagles. How do you need to go into Philly next week? I think they can't worry about the talent. They need to worry about execution. The, the talent is what they are, and it's not going to change any. They need to figure out a way to try and become a better, uh, more uh, tougher team to beat in terms of not making the mistakes that they've made uh, in these past couple of weeks. There was a third and 16. You can't have a third and 16 and, and live give a first down uh, and, and expect to, to win many games. And then if you're on uh, if you're on the Giants, you can't, you know, go 20 some, per- you know, 12 percent on third down and expect to win uh, many games. It's 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 pretty simple when you break it down like that. Uh, this team needs to worry about execution. They need to be a better team. They need to execute at a much higher level, um, just not making the simple mistakes that are costing them. Like, uh, for example, being able to handle the stunts up front. Uh, from the defensive lines uh, at coming in these next these last three games during the season. Yeah, it sounds so simple, but you hear this from players week in and week out is that, you know, it's not about who's on the other side of the ball. It's about doing the best that we can on our side and doing our jobs and our assignments seamlessly as well. Tough loss for the Giants in New Orleans. Falling to the Saints 24-6 is the final score. Giants fall to 5-9 and nine on the season. And that's a wrap for your Week 15 Rapid Reaction on the Giants Huddle Podcast, brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants from game day to every day. Citizens is made ready for Giants fans with insights, guidance, and solutions. Learn more at citizensbank.com. For Amani Toomer, I'm Madeline Burke. We'll see you next time.